It all started last week when uh, uh, Trevor was sharing about the, the beyond. And I always start thinking about that. What is beyond? What is my beyond? What does it mean to me? What does it do to me? Um, I had a hard time with that for a little bit, and has been was been thinking over this over this week, and just thinking about it, and saying, Lord, what is beyond? I know He shared a few things about the veil that has been torn from top to bottom, and that we have access to the presence of God. And this morning, all the worship was just about entering His presence, looking at Him, and knowing Him, and just sharing our hearts towards Him and expressing what is so precious is that to be our love towards Him. Because he is so good. Um, while I was preparing for this, there's, a, there's always a scripture that comes to mind, and the Lord was bringing me to that place. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, says, and uh, this is the one that says that the message of the cross is foolish for those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved now, well, now and know it is the very power of God. And I want to just to look at the first part of that. It says the, the message of the cross is foolish for those who perish. And actually, this was um, a scripture that uh, the Lord showed me when I first accepted him, that actually this is the way I saw the Word of God. This is the way I saw anything that had to do with Christianity. This is the way that uh, I was brought up, actually, to say, well, this Christians and Christianity and God was foolish things, and uh, there was nothing to believe in that. It was no good. It was for, it was for the people that had no, no friends and or they had rejected by the world, and, and this is where it was. And this is what I believed for the longest time before I accepted Christ in my life. And this morning, what I like to do is, thinking of what the beyond is, I'd like to take you a little journey of, of my life a bit. And uh, in areas of my life that the Lord really came in and spoke to me and showed me and revealed to me and just uh, showed me who He was. And I'd like to take you to that journey through this. And first of all, before, before accepting Christ, my whole family, and still is, uh, non-believers. They don't believe in God. They don't trust in God. They don't, and don't, all they do is they believe in money and, and jobs, and, and that's all they, they think about. And when I accepted Christ, things started to change in my life. And there was a, as I was looking back, I says, Lord, there is power in testimony, and we're looking at testimonies, and I thought about that, and how the Lord has brought me from a place where, actually, if God wouldn't have stepped in, I would probably be dead by now because I was so foolish and doing crazy things and doing stupid things that really was bringing me a place where there was no life after a while because I would have actually been in some kind of accident because, well, I was young and, stu and stupid things were actually doing drunk stuff and all kinds of stuff. But for a lot of people, testimony is a powerful thing. People uh, came to the Lord knowing their lives were in a mess like I was. Uh, some of them uh, came to the Lord, and most of you and all of you came to the Lord one time and said, yes, I want to have Christ in my life. 
And there was a reason for sometimes, yes, but sometimes just by someone or family or father or mother leading us to the Lord or you to the Lord. But there, is a, there was a time that you accepted Christ. But a lot of us came from a place that we had to make a choice in life. We came to a place that says, Lord, you have to come into our life because my life is a mess. Some of us, our testimony is that we're being in drugs, we're, we're being alcoholic or whatever. We've been in places that we're in a big mess. We're down a downward spiral. There was no end. There was no hope. And these are powerful testimonies. When you think about that, the Lord came in and took us and changed us from a powerful way. Some might say, well, I was born like a Christian. But that's a powerful testimony also that all these years that you've been following Christ and you've been loving him and giving him uh, your life for him. It's a powerful testimony also. So there is power in testimony. There is power that the Lord wants to use, yes, in all those things. But what I, the journey I want to bring this morning is that how do I am right now compare to where I was when I accepted Christ in my life? From the first moment I accepted Christ, what took place along the way? I remember as a Christian, I accepted the Lord as a, at a uh, Cross in a Switchblade movie with Pat Boone and, uh, and Nikki Cruz, uh, and I accepted my life during that time. That was way back in 1982. So that's what's... And it's amazing how the Lord do things, and he uses... I like what it says here. Because he uses things that is foolish to the world, eh, to, to uh, confuse the wise. And actually, this is what happened. I accepted him in a movie, watching a movie, and, I, and it changed radically my life. And as I grew in him, there was, after I accepted the Lord, there was a, something that came, that was shown is about the t- tithing. Hmm. I didn't know what it, what it was, and because uh, you didn't give money to the church, but the Lord has, has brought me to a place as I grew in Him and knowing Him, and willing to do His will. Tiding came up in our in my face, <laughs> said you got to start doing this, because the thing is, this is an upside down kingdom, because the world wants to keep everything, but it says you, as you start giving, you're going to get more. I couldn't. I was confused about that. But it sounded so foolish at that time because I, didn't know, I did not understand that. But sometimes God uses foolish things to, con- to, uh, to confuse the wise. <laughs> and he does things like that. And he, he, he brought me to that place of that I started starting tithing and giving to the church. And you know what? My surprise that the Lord just turned everything around. The more I give, the more I receive. So I started, so there was confusion in there, isn't it? It's, it's foolish for those who perish. Start giving money to the church and say, well, the more I give, the more I receive. And it's because they don't understand. So for that time, for that moment, after I accepted Christ, giving my, my time was a place where, yeah, that was my real, very, uh, revelation at that time. This is where I'm at at that moment. 
There was a, something that took place. It was sounded foolish at the beginning, but after I experienced it, I saw God move in my life in a different way, in a powerful way. And, it, and, it, and, it, and he grew, as I grew like that, God is revealing things in our lives. It might sound, it look, might look foolish, but as we step into beyond, and we're talking about what Trevor was talking about on last Sunday, is st stepping by faith, stepping into, uh, into that beyond or into that across the veil. It might sound foolish, but the thing is, as we grow, we might be at that point where the Lord is, I'm, I'm at the point of tithing. I find it so foolish, but I think take a step of faith and believe in Him, and you will see what the Lord is going to do. So it might sound foolish. Excuse me. Then I heard about the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does. And as I heard, hear about that, it, was, it sounded like it was so foolish that the Holy Spirit just come upon you. And, and especially um, when somebody is laying hands on you and you fall on your back or you might fall. That was so foolish. I was so scared. I didn't want this happening in my life. But as we read, and it was encouraged by other Christians, yes, you got to do it. you got to believe, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And, and, but it sounds so foolish because I didn't know and didn't understand. And God was just came in the, into my life, and next thing you know, and he baptized me the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, craziest part about that is start speaking in tongues, which well, I thought, and we believe, some, a lot of us believe that the tongues were the last thing way back when the apostles were there, and, they, and it died with them. But the thing is, if I didn't, we didn't know, that would sounded so foolish, so crazy. And the thing is that God, because at that moment, as we step out in faith into our beyond, into our, our revelation of who God is and what about what's all about, God revealed that to us, that He is the Holy Spirit, that He comes and He baptizes you. So that was my revelation during that time. I just understand that part of it. And we might be at that place as well. For me, this is, I'm not too sure about this, or I'm not, I'm not sure about that, about the Holy Spirit, what He can do. I might, I'm afraid. But if for that moment, it was my beyond, it was my uh, revelation, it was what I knew at that moment. Then as, as we go, as we grow, as I, the years are going by, the prophetic words are starting to come up. Even then, it says, well, God speaks to you, and he will reveal things, and you're going to be able to share things with the Lord's put on your heart. And as, as I was thinking about that, it was, whew, God doesn't speak to me every time. I'm afraid of that. I don't believe in that. And, and it, was so, it sounded so foolish. But that journey at that moment was God was asking us to, to step out in faith again and to believe that he speaks. So it might be at this time uh, in, in, your, in your life right now, this is where I am right now. And that's okay. God will bring you and will, He will carry you through and He will show you and He will reveal to you. And you'll know what? He'll give you uh, such a mercy and a love that you, uh, yeah, I'm going to take that step. 
and go across that veil and say, Lord, whatever, whenever, and he's going to speak to you. It might be this, and, and might, you might be, well, this is, might be where I'm afraid of, but God will lead you and carry you. Hearing God's voice, God speaks to you. Ah, oh, jeez. It seems like my head, it seems like, I don't know about you, but it's constantly speaking or hearing or speaking into my voice. We hear, there, actually, there's three voices that we hear. We hear the voice of God. We hear our own voice. And we hear the voice of the enemy that's trying to, to speak into our, into our mind. And it might, you might be at that point, well, says so the Lord, do I really believe what I'm hearing or seeing? It might sound so foolish. So foolish, but the Lord wants us to take you to take that step and hear what He has to say and to be open to that. And sometimes, how get it, get it open? Well, just taking that step again and believing in Him, and He will speak to you. And then it's a powerful thing that as, as I started to look back, how God has uh, brought me and showed me and lead me. And because everything in front of me, everything that was out of my control, I didn't understand. I thought it was, yeah, it might be, it's foolish. I can't understand until I don't want to, I, I don't want to accept that until I understand. But that is, God doesn't want that. He wants us to take a step of faith and believe in what he, he's saying as we read the word of God. And those things starting to be our reality. And one Way back in 1994, when we went the first couple of times to catch a fire in Toronto, there were so many things happening in that, during that time about the revival. And God was shaking everything. He was shaking everybody's religion. Every, God was shaking everything that we could stand or believe and trust. And because... Everything that we believe and trust was mostly religion, and God didn't want us to believe in religion. So he used things that were so foolish that we couldn't wrap our head around it. We said our eyes were not big enough to see what was going on. Our ears were not big enough to hear everything was going on. And uh, I was thinking, and the Lord just shook us to a place. I said, well, we said, this is crazy. This is beyond what we can believe. How can this happen? How can this be God? But God was just shaking and rattling our chain. <laughs> really, our ground was shaking and our belief was shaking. And just to show us that, yeah, he uses thing that really sounds foolish or seems foolish by religious people, by, uh, uh, by the, the, the world, because the world was just trashing everything. But even as Christians, a lot of us didn't believe it. And, uh, there's, and even in t up to now, a lot of churches in Toronto still don't believe what's going on in Toronto at Blessing and at, at Catch the Fire. But the thing is, God us is shaking everything. If you're willing to let God shake you and start believing and, and showing you things and taking a step of faith, God will reveal you so much. And because what God showed me way back in, at Catch the Fire, it seems like... It was a meeting after meeting, 
conference after conference, thing was getting growing and growing. And at one point, where they were talking about so many about angels and seeing angels, I says, "Oh God, I think catch the fire is <laughs> is starting to move out of the, out of the uh, <coughs> what they believed at the beginning." And you know what? God, God again was shaking me. I says. He wanted me to shake everything that I, I believed in, in the sense that the, he wanted me to trust in the word and what the word God said. And he wanted me to go to take that step of faith and believe God. Yes, there are angels. Now, there are angels there for, there for you. And, and people were saying, yeah, there's some angels here, some angels here. They were seeing all over the place. I said, oh, I don't see anything. And I still never seen any angel. But God <laughs> wants me to believe that. And he wanted to. It might sound foolish, but it was for, uh, as I accepted that, it, then it became my reality. It became my, my revelation how God is. And it shook everything else, how great he is. So I was able, Lord, he, he, leaded, he wanted to lead me to a place of beyond to expect what uh, the unexpected again. Because I'm not sure what, he, what he's up to right now in our lives. He's, he's all over the place because he wants us to believe in him. So he's shaking it. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> So, and again, I thought, and, and, and you know what, I, I thought about it, but it actually was it's from the Word of God, and we see that in, in Mark, in Acts chapter 5, where it says, uh, and I thought about this, well, if this is of God, if this is of man, it's going to die, and if it's God of God, it's going to last, and it seems like, yeah, it's, it's been running for 25 years, and it's been going on, so God is in, in the picture in this. Because if it would have been of man, then it would have probably dissipate or gone, be gone by now. And so God is doing something different. And he's, he's rattling our chain. He's rattling our, our, our ground that we're standing on. And this is what I, 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 I thought. He says, well, if it's this of God, it's going to last. And it did. And I praise God. And what I thought about some more things about is that In the scripture, it says that it is foolish to the Jews who ask signs from heaven, and it is foolish for the Greek who seeks wisdom. And that's, it is true. Like as we, it is foolish for those that try to analyze God, try to comprehend God to a place that we are we able to wrap our little head around it and understand how great that he is, how majestic that he is, how powerful that he is how much he loves us, how much he cares for us. And we just look outside and look at the stars and we say, well, Lord, we try to analyze you because you put all the stars and you name them one by one and you know exactly who, what is there. And we try to, to, to analyze that. And we're looking, we're asking for just like the Jews and we're asking just like, the, it says, Lord, show us a miracle, Lord, what you're, what you're up to. And we just have a hard time believing what God is saying. And, and he wants us to, he, 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 saying to us in Revelation, and we want miracles, we want signs, and we want all kinds of wonders. And yes, they're good, but that's not what God wants. He wants us to believe in him and trust in him. And I, I just wrote a little thing that, uh, uh, things, I don't know, I remember Yvonne's grandmother one time, she was, she was 80, 85, I think, at, at that time. And she said to, uh, to us, she says, I'm 85 years old, but inside I feel like I'm 16 years old. 
And, and it, it always stuck with me. Because the simple reason that I realize now I'm, we're getting older, the body is getting a beating, but my spirit, it's always the same, doesn't get old. Never, it seems, it, I, my spirit is the same as when I was 16 years old or 20 years old or 50 years old or 60 years old. It's, a, it's, it's, it's inside, seems, it never changes. And that's a miracle by itself. If we realize that a God is, what is inside who we are, never gets whole. And, 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 and God wants us to realize that, that our spirit will live for eternity. And that it's a miracle. We don't have to look for all kinds of signs, but just think about you, that how you feel inside. So we're trying to, we're trying to figure them out, and we look for things, and we look and for answers. But yeah, they're good. But the Lord reveals them to us. And those things becomes a reality in who we are. So what is the beyond? What is, what, what is my beyond? Each of us, we're on, a, we're on a different journey. We're all different places in our lives, in our, in our Christian walk. We're all a different, um, I guess, belief, because I don't think anyone here has been in Catch a Fire for the last 25 years in this church here. Most of us comes from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of religion, all kinds of denominations, all kinds of uh, belief. And we're here and because there's... A, we want more. That's basically, that's what we're here for. But the thing is, in the beyond, there is, and there is such an, an, an expectancy. Like, we, were, there, we can expect something. Uh, how would I say that? It's unexpected. There's, we cannot, yeah, we cannot know what to expect from the Lord. We don't know that. But the Lord wants us to, to bring us to a place that we says, yeah, we're, gonna, we're able to, take our step and go beyond. As we, before we take that step, we feel that we, before we're standing before the veil, and we know the veil has been ripped so that we have access, total access to what the Lord has for us. But a lot of us say on one side, because I know for myself, I stood there for a long time, and I still do sometimes because God wants us to even stretch or take that step. But on this side of the veil, we feel more comfortable. It's a more safe place, and we're and we we know what what we were coming from, and what we did, what we have accomplished, and there is we find a sense of security in that, and we because we anchor ourselves and what we believe and what we thought it was it, it is good. But the Lord wants us to go deeper in him. He wants us to go deeper. And how does that look? I'm not sure yet, because we each have a different place. We're in different areas in our lives. For, so for someone, tithing is right where you are right now. For another one, it could be Holy Spirit. What are you saying? being baptized the Holy Spirit. That might be, sound freaky for someone. And that might, that's where you might have to go. Uh, maybe the other one is, might be tithing. It might be that. It might be hearing God's voice or accepting your calling to go to India, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and things like that. The Lord wants us to, 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 to know that where we are. And from this point on, 
God, and ask, Lord, where are you leading me? Well, help me to take that step. Help me to walk into what you have called me to be. And I know sometimes it's scary, and it's, uh, you're afraid, because it's, sometimes it's hard. And it is difficulty, because some faith is, something is, is faith. And, and we want, I don't know about you, but I know me, and I, I'm more of a, let's, uh, I'm not a, a risk taker like a lot of people are, but I take risk and I, I, I by faith and, and trusting in God, He wants us to do and wants us to be. But I encourage you: doesn't matter where you are. Let, let God leads you. Um, we, as we sometimes we, we tend, I don't know, we tend to compare each other to to another one. It says, uh, uh, I should be like this one. I should be better, but. What is your moment? What's your reality today? What is what God is calling you? What is your moment that the Lord wants you to bring you even closer and further in Him? And that's why, and what it does for, for me, it takes a lot of um, pressure, condemnation off my shoulders, judgments, maybe not towards others, but towards myself, because I'm not good enough or I'm not there yet and I should be here. But let God work in you as He wants, and He and and He'll He'll use foolish things. And when you see those foolish things, aren't then God is at work in in, in you, and He's powerful. So we we let Him do that. And there's a couple of uh, scriptures I like to read. And I'm using the, uh, the there's a, a message because it, this one here is is really. Explanatory. It just shows us what he wants here. It says, excuse me, I've always longed to live in a place like this. Always dream of a room in your house where I could sing for joy to a God living. God is alive. It's powerful. And in, in the voice, voice uh, version says, how I long to be there. My soul is spent wanting, waiting to walk in your courts of the eternal. My whole being sings joyfully to the living God. And that's where God wants us. How do I get there? How do I get into a place where I let the Lord rule or come into my life? I, let, I walk into a place where I say, Lord, you are here, and I want to enter your presence and seek you more and more and more.